What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of the Breakdown Sportscast. I am your host, Corey Willis. I hope everyone is doing well on a Friday, getting ready for a, another week of college football championship week. That's what we're in. Um, so, yeah, I hope everyone is doing well today. Um, as always, we appreciate you guys listening in on the show. Of course, we are on many different streaming platforms. Um, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Amazon Music, and Amazon Audible, iHeartRadio, and many other platforms out there. So we very much appreciate you guys listening in. Um, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe to the show. Um, it definitely helps us out. And um, it gives us a lot of feedback on how we can improve the show. And it's just a great all-around resource um, for you guys to, you know, just give us your feedback as always. So uh, we very much appreciate it. Um, as always, I'm with my good friend and co-host. You know who he is. He is Chris Bolton. What's going on, Chris? It was good, Corey. Oh, nothing much, man. Nothing much. This is championship week. What have we been waiting for? Weekend. Man, I mean, we've, we've said all season, this week eight. It's week twelve. Like, where's the time going? It's it's here. This is this is championship weekend. Absolutely, man. I, you know, I like we've been waiting. We've been waiting for this for this moment for weeks, and um, now we really get to delve deep and see who are the top four teams in the country. And um, yeah, we're we're, we're rolling. We're we're here. We're rolling. Um, I. Th- think this weekend will we'll see some something kind of similar to what we saw I feel like back in the day in conference championship games mm-hmm. you remember these two words Corey style points oh boy <laughs> how can I forget style <laughs> points the old BCS <laughs> model where you, where you just had to just run the score Chris it could be 73 to 10. One more TD. You just need one more touchdown. That might gotta, help. Gotta, hey, you gotta, gotta make sure the computer's new. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. That was the point in time where we all knew we really need to change this whole model. <laughs> well, look, sometimes the BCS, we could actually low key use it right now to help try to decide the four teams. <laughs> look, hey, look. Look, next year we're going to twelve teams. Like that might be the criteria again. Oh, you man. might need to t- need to tell the guy on that that's over the CFP. That, like, hey, we need to add a little bit more criteria. Bring to, back the computers. To, yeah, bring Time back the computers. Bring back the BCS. Yeah. Oh boy, we got AI now. You know, let's. <laughs> we ain't got to do everything. <laughs> it could be, be BCS two point There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but, but for real, I think there's it's a high chance that we're going to see teams trying to run the scores up in these championship games if allowed the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Because we don't know what scenarios are going to play out. No. And you need to make the best case whether you're in the party Currently, or you're outside of the club trying to get in, that push comes to shove, you need to have us in there. So I think we're going to see some games where there is a chance that the scores, it can be some wider margins of victory than we're accustomed to in these conference championship games. Yeah, it it's definitely there um, to present itself. So I mean, hey, that's that's what these weeks are all about. You know, that's what these moments are, are all about. Where you know you can see really who's who's better than who, who who's much more. You know, who's here and who's here. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know that that's that's pretty much where we're at now. When you when when you get to championship week um, in college football, so so yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on that. 
Yes, sir. Well, well, might as well get to it. Get yeah. to one of the games where I think we might see some style points. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, I mean, what other game we should start with other than Oregon, Washington coming up on Friday today? The rematch. On when you're when you're listening to um, this show, hey, it, it's a rematch. You know, it, we're we're here. Um, let's look at the line, Chris, because. I know this this Vegas has probably been uh going back and forth with this line all week with this game. So right now, um we I think see Oregon, Oregon might be nine point favorites. They're actually a ten point favorite right now. Oregon's a ten point favorite in this football game. Um the over under is at sixty five and a half. So a lot of points they're looking at being scored in this game. Mm-hmm. But there has to be a winner, uh, of course. Um, Vegas has Oregon going over. Oregon, that that should tell you something. Oregon is a double-digit favorite, point favorite, against a team that they lost to earlier this season. Mm -hmm. That's very – I mean, I'm not shocked one bit because, you know, I've been – I even said when they lost that game – if you convert one of them fourth downs, you win. But this is a team that has, throughout the season has consistently been beating down their opponents and have not scathed by with any wins. So it's not shocking to me that Oregon <laughs> is the favorite in this matchup. Yeah, I mean, look, they've, they've been beating down their opponents for weeks um, after that Washington loss. So you know that they're going to come out uh, with a very pissed off attitude um, looking to really spoil Washington's season. Like they've made it this right. far. They made it this far. You've gotten one over over us earlier in the season. Can you beat us when it counts? That's yeah. going to be the question. That's what I'm ready to see. And I think Vegas has this one right. I, I I think Oregon is is going to be the top dog in this game, and I, I think Bo Nix and company is going to show you why. I agree, Corey. Um, Oregon is just an extremely complete team in in all facets of the game. You know, their running backs are very good, led by Bucky Irving. Who just seems to? It seems like every time he gets a carry, he makes at least one man miss a tackle on the play. He's just too quick. <laughs> Extremely, the the lateral quickness is insane. Um, you have a veteran quarterback in Bo Nix, who's the favorite, the odds-on favorite to win the Heisman Trophy right now. He's he's been incredible this season. <laughs> you you got Freeman on the outside and all Pac-12 wide receiver. Um. The defense has been very stout. Your offensive line is very physical and tough and gives Bo Nix all day to pass the ball and creates running lanes for the running backs. Um, I, there, there's, there are a few holes to find in this or on this Oregon team, I think. Possibly the secondary can be exposed, which is how Washington was able to, in part, pull off their win against the Ducks earlier this season was with their ability to to get the ball downfield and get it to guys like Adunze um, on the outside. So that will be something to watch for, especially if Washington plans on repeating their formula for winning this game. I don't see it being happening on the ground. I think it'll have to be another Michael Penix, Adunze, like guys like that, just showing why they are the best, one of the best, you know, some of the best players in the nation if Washington gets the win. But what I anticipate is an Oregon beatdown. <laughs> I, th- I think Oregon is just, they're a much more complete team. They are a team that's coming in looking to not only 
spoil Washington Washington's season, they are looking for revenge and want to solidify themselves in the playoffs. This is the game for them. Ever since that loss, this is what they've had on their mind is this moment. Yeah. You don't win this game. Like, you, There's no way. There's no way. And this is where I mean, but when I brought up style points, they are going to run the score up. Corey, I think the final score of this game could very well be 41-14, 42-14, something to that extent, like a 20-plus point win for Oregon is honestly what I'm anticipating. I think Oregon shows why in my eyes they're one of the two best teams in the nation. Hey, like, they're they're just such a good football team. Like, you mentioned how just stout they are on all phases of the football. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I, I just don't think Washington has it in them to, to really make this a game like they did I'm, the last I, game. I don't anticipate I don't. It, it, if they do... They have some guys that can be special, and they just—they will have to be special in this one. Michael Penix will have to be special if they have want to have a chance at winning. Um, I mean, if Dylan Johnson has a big game, that'll be huge for Washington. Uh, I the, the the how they won the last time, it wasn't like they had a balanced attack. It was all. Big throws, all passing. So yeah. that also adds an element of where you're possibly keeping this Oregon high-powered offense off the field if you're able to run the football. I don't see it happening, though, but just trying to paint the picture of how Washington pulls off this win. Because honestly, bro, it doesn't seem like Vegas thinks they have it in them either. But, the ten point underdog to a team you beat earlier this season—that's a slap in your face. Nah, they, I, I think Vegas is—they're thinking like us. Like, what can Washington do to stop these guys offensively? From mm-hmm. what we've seen in them since they lost, they look unstoppable. And mm-hmm. fourth, and going back to that got that ball game, similar to turnovers, fourth down conversions. That's just random. I don't think you just you you anticipate that happening again in this ball game. How that game played out, I think more times than not, Oregon wins this game handedly, and I think that's what they're anticip- we are anticipating as well. That's what, what we are anticipating happening in a game that is a neutral site game, and no longer in Seattle, Washington. No, I, I I definitely agree with you. It's you know neutral site game. Um, both fan bases are gonna definitely come um, be there. I, I mean, like this is the biggest game. I mean, this is the the last Pac-12 game that we'll ever see. Like you know, it, it's it's so many stakes in this game that just comes with like the camaraderie. I mm-hmm. think of what this or the magnitude of what this game is going to be. So I, I think, yeah, like Vegas, like they know coming in that Oregon definitely has something that Washington doesn't. And I think it's just that grit. And I think, I think once we hit, like, might even, it might not even be towards halftime. I'd say, like, Mid second quarter, you're really gonna see Oregon turn it up a notch and mm-hmm. really impose their will on Washington. So, it, I, I think Washington's. I don't. I don't see them laying down, but I think over time we'll know who's the best team in the Pac-12. For sure, for sure, I agree. So yeah, man, yeah, it's, it's gonna be a good one. Um, I definitely can't wait. Um, this game is going to be um, at 7 p.m. Um, on 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 Friday. Um, 
So yeah, I can't can't wait to see what happens in this football game. So it should be fun. Should be fun. But um, anything else you want to elaborate um, with this game, Chris? Uh-uh, nothing else to be said. Okay. All right, man. Well, um, yeah, on Sunday we'll definitely break it down and we'll definitely be talking about it um, for our Monday show. So, um, Next game that we do want to talk about, we want to go into the Big 12 and talk about um, the game between Oklahoma State and Texas, um, the Big 12 championship game. This this game is going to be an interesting one, too, because Texas is on the outside looking in, Chris, um, just looking for a spot <laughs> um, in that CFP. So um, mm-hmm. Vegas right now has Texas as a 15-and-a-half-point favorite, and the over-under is at 54-and-a-half. So um, what do you think about this game, Chris? Because for me, I think – Oklahoma State doesn't have a chance, of course. Um, I think Queen Ewers and company is going to have a really good day. But, um, you know, it's always that slight chance that Texas can, um, you know, go sleepwalking. But I'm leaning towards them not doing that. But um, what, do you, what do you think? Yeah, I think, like I said, man, I think the word for – for me this weekend is style points. We just saw Texas play the best complete, you know, the best game of their season, the most complete game of the season. And I expect that energy to carry over in this Big 12 championship game because, like Oregon, they have something to prove. A win doesn't just get you into the playoff in this game. You want to leave no doubt that we should be in the dance. So I think Texas goes out here and they try to run up a good old-fashioned Big 12 butt-whipping on Oklahoma State. It's an achievement that Oklahoma State has made it to this point, especially with how the season started. But it's a reason Mike Gundy got coach of the year. They ain't got no damn business being in this ballgame, Corey. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. <laughs> Not how the way they started. You know, you look at the team and how the way they started, Chris, is it's like, all right, you beat, what, Central Arkansas first game, 27-13. It's like, all right, you know, whatever. Um, at Arizona State, 27-15. to 15, It's like, you know, and then, and then, yeah, you lose to South Alabama, 33-7. to seven. South Alabama puts that puts that stumping to you, that A-Town stumping. I ain't talking about mm-hmm. Atlanta. You know, 33-7. And then you go to Iowa State and lose that game 34-27. to And all of a sudden, you're looking at like, hey, hey. It's, you it's, think this year is going to be, yeah, it's going to be just disastrous, a nightmare. But you figure it out. And kudos to Coach Gundy for figuring it out. He started playing, I believe, from that game on, the Iowa State game. They started, they leaned on Ollie Gordon, and he is the only chance this team has of winning. Unfortunately for Oklahoma State, Texas is one of the 10 best run defenses in the nation and features a defensive line with several guys that will continue to play football, just not on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's something else. I, I'll tell you that. But um, but yeah, I, I I think when you look at both of these teams, Chris, I just think you know if Texas comes out and they're very serious, and I mean they they have no reason. Um, they have to, to be serious. Be, yeah, to not. They, be they they need to put a beat down on Oklahoma State. They have to. They need to. Yeah. Yeah, like, there's a potential spot. Uh, well, we know there's a potential spot waiting for you. You know, Ohio State, they're out. Like, you know, someone's mm-hmm. someone's jockeying for that fourth spot. 
So, um, overall, you know, they're going to have to to be very, very serious about uh, performing very well in this game. So, um, not putting their foot up off of the gas pedal at all. So, um, it's going to be interesting. I, I but I do think what's the point spread in this so. one? Um, thirteen is it like thirteen and a half. Point spread in this one is fifteen and a half. Goes to Texas. Uh, yeah, yeah. So again, Vegas anticipates Texas playing like Texas. Yeah, like, like the Texas team that we we know they can be. Like I feel like we finally saw the team we we truly thought that they were this preseason. We saw them last week, and that might be bad news for the nation. Maybe Texas has truly figured it out, and they somehow find their way in that CFP. That would be a team I want to play at this point in the season. Yeah, I sky's the limit. <laughs> it's a limit for sure. This is this is this is the team, man. This is Sark's team. Mm-hmm. Like this is the squad he's been grooming for this point since he became head coach. Right. And I, I think he knows. I'm sure he knows what's at stake. So, it, you know, it, he's he's probably all week has. He, yes, and he's one of the best play callers in the nation. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's just another factor and advantage for, for Texas that can play dividends in a game like this. You know, if he gets in one of his rhythm rhythms calling plays, this could be another game where, you know, you maybe win the kitchen, got you some snacks, and you come back to the TV. Next thing you know, touchdown, Texas. Like, <laughs> they can score just like that. This game can get ugly kind of quickly. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so yeah, um, I I'm definitely going to um, take Texas um, at that 15 and a half spread, and um, yeah, we'll definitely see what happens on Saturday. But um, but yeah, um, anything else you would like to add, Chris, on this game before we move on? Ah, nothing else on this game. I just I got Texas winning um, big as well. Okay. From the Big 12 Championship, Chris, to the SEC Championship. Um, a game that's pretty much been set for, what, like two, three weeks now? <laughs> <laughs> like, we, we've known this game for weeks. Exactly. That's the SEC for you. Exactly. Exactly. So, so yeah, folks, Georgia, Alabama, of course, um, in the SEC Championship game. Um. Yeah, it, we're doing it again. Um, both Kirby Smart, Nick Saban, they've figured out a way to survive the season up to this point. And um, yeah, this is going to be a big showdown in the Southeastern Conference. Um, right now, Georgia is a five and a half point favorite, and over under is at fifty four. And a half, so um, a little low, of course. Maybe Vegas is kind of edging towards Bama finding that mojo again. Maybe Bama can, <laughs> you know, you know, s- squeeze in a W in this game, kind of show up Kirby. But um, what, what, what do you think, Chris? Is, is, is Vegas and or myself looking? Are we looking at this a little bit too hard, of course? You know, are we kind of giving Milro and company the, the benefit of the doubt? Or is it something that Vegas is eyeing on that, you know, maybe we should all be looking at right now? You know, I think Bama is as improved as they are since, you know, what, what we saw from the beginning of the season. This is still a team that, like, they could play very well in this game, and it's a close one. But they also, too, they could get beat handedly. <laughs> I, I mean, there, there's there's a lot of different outcomes in this ball game. 
Mm-hmm. We could see a Georgia team come out and start slowing. Bama gets ahead of them early, and who knows what happens from that point on. Um, but, you know, we've seen Bama against some elite competition, and they didn't fare well. They lost to Texas at home. Um, we've seen Georgia improve week by week against some of the better teams in the conference and in the nation. A very good Missouri team. They put up points. Uh, a very you know well respected Ole Miss team scored a lot of points. And granted, none of those defenses are on the level of an Alabama, but. Besides Texas, what elite defense has Alabama seen? I mean, they really haven't seen anyone they, this year. They haven't at all. So it's it's it really is like a outside a of coin, Texas, outside of Texas. In that game, Alabama didn't put up thirty points. No, well, they did. <laughs> they put up thirty. Yeah. Um. Let's see. No. No, they didn't. They 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 got close. Uh, it was thirty four to twenty four. Thirty four twenty four. That's all. Yeah. So giving them too much credit. That's the game. And I think in this game, I think you'll need thirty to win. Mm-hmm. At least I 30. think you'll need thirty. I think you'll need at least thirty for, if you're Alabama to win this game. And if there's a defense that has the athletes to like match up with a Jalen Milrow who can scramble and make plays and extend the plays, it's this Georgia defense. Mm-hmm. If there is a defense that's able to match up with guys like Isaiah Bond and Jermaine Burton on the outside and play some man coverage and lock those guys up, it's this secondary. Mm-hmm. We've, Like I said, I've seen these boys buckle up and put the seatbelt and, and strap up. Strap these folks in for several games. That's what that's what Georgia's defense does. Um, and we've seen this defense make a lot of adjustments. We've seen a Florida score on the first drive, uh, an Ole Miss score on their first couple of drives, and how they adjust and just make life a nightmare the rest of the game for those teams. I I tend to lean towards Georgia getting the ball, getting the win, because I feel like I've seen more consistency. I've seen similar growth for both teams compared to what they were to start the season. They they have both improved a lot. Mm -hmm. But I feel more confident siding with Georgia to get the win in this ballgame than I do siding with Alabama. I, I think so, too. Um, I, I, like, Georgia's just a little bit more far ahead than Bama this year. It seemed it, it took a little mm-hmm. bit for Bama to get things rolling. Um, no pun intended. But um, for, for Georgia, they found out their deficiencies earlier in the season when they needed them the most. And now we're at a point where we're in the conference championship game and you have to pretty much lay most of your cards out um, or your deck and really, you know, showcase why you're here in the first place. Um, For Alabama, like they've they've certainly gotten better, but they're just not at that level of Georgia. Even at this point in the season, I agree. I think someone we really do need to keep an eye is the X factor. Is the man who won the ball game for Alabama last weekend with his catch? I mean, that's Isaiah Bond. Um, yeah, he's someone who brings some pop and explosion to this Alabama offense mm-hmm. that has lacked it a lot of times this season. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's kind of reminiscent of like some of the receivers they've had over the last four or five years where they always have that one athlete that can break a play open, whether it was Jalen Waddle, whether it was Henry Ruggs, mm-hmm. 
Bond is that guy that can do that for this offense. And I think if I'm Georgia's secondary, Georgia's defense, he's priority number one when it comes to the receivers I want to lock down. I think this Bama offense kind of goes with Bond. And if you can make Burton be the guy that beats you, I think that's that's what I would prefer having to go down. Like, you know, if I'm going to lose, it's going to be to Jermaine Burton. No offense to him, but he has been up and down during his career as a Alabama wide receiver. Where sometimes some games you get that number one guy that you thought you got in the portal. And in some games he's real quiet. But Bond, I feel like it's been very has been much more consistent for this Bama offense and just kind of brings an element that's more important to Alabama's offense in where they stand currently this season. Yeah, he, he's definitely like when they've needed Bond the most, he's made the plays that's Helped them um, get ahead in, in these games. Um, you know, Burton has as well, but like you said, in spurts. You know, you you never know what you're gonna get with Burton um, each each week. You might get the mm-hmm. Burton that you got against Ole Miss. You might get the Burton um, that that you got like in the like the Mississippi State game. I think he was kind of quiet. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there were a couple other games as well, like mm-hmm. um, <laughs> the South was, Florida it was, game. It was relatively quiet in the LSU game for the most part, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, it's it's definitely going to be an interesting one. Um, I, I think I think you you hit you hit the nail right on the head, Chris, um, with that. Um, it's really going to come down to the playmakers for Alabama. Um, of course, they have a shot at winning because it is Bama at the end of the day. They have really mm-hmm. high quality, really good high quality players um, that can win them championships. But to put it all together, going up against this Georgia team, it's going to take a lot of hard work um, to stop the Bulldogs. So um, overall, I will um, hold Vegas to that uh, five and a half point spread um, that favors Georgia, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, we will see. Part of me thinks I'm kind of split. I'm kind of torn. I can see a, a scenario where it's like Georgia wins. Uh, I mean, 34-24. Where it's like a ten point game, I also see a scenario where it's much closer. I mean, you know, like a thirty-one thirty. Like this could be a straight up, really tight ball game. And yeah, I wouldn't mind. It. <laughs> I wouldn't mind it either. I uh, mean, both of these teams. I mean, when you look at it, like Georgia played Georgia Tech last week. That game ended up being thirty-one to twenty-three. Iron Bowl twenty-seven to twenty-four. I mean, mm-hmm. it, look, the, the the recipe is there for both of these teams to butt heads to a point where it's like a three-point game late in the fourth. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, I can see I'm gonna it. go. I'm gonna go with Georgia to get the win. And if I had to make a bet on this game, I would take Bama with the points. Because there is a scenario where Bama straight up wins this game as well. That is not far-fetched. We're t- this is a matchup that's been getting analyzed and talked about a lot for a reason. Alabama still has a chance to make the playoffs for a reason. This is a really good ball team. So, you know, it's... I anticipate Georgia winning, but uh, if if I was a gambling person on this ball game, and I do not want to touch this ball game by by any means, honestly, I would side with take Emma with the points. Okay. All right. Well, I'm I'm keeping my Georgia pick. You yes, sir. 
And um, mm-hmm. and you say and you say you GA right? I mean, you say Bama, um, great. I'm um in, in the betting. Okay. From a betting standpoint, I would take Bama, but I got Georgia uh, coming th- coming through with the win. Okay. Okay. So yeah. All right. Well, we will see. We will see. Um. Yeah, this, I think this game it, it it has the opportunity to be a close game, but if it does get out of hand, um, I think it'll it will be because of Georgia. Um, I, I just think they're just a little bit too much um, mm-hmm. for Bama for this Bama team. But um, but who who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows it? The games aren't played on paper. They aren't played on the microphone. They're played on a football field. So we will see what happens. But um, anything else, Chris, you want to add to this game before we move on? No, sir. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, now we will head up north, Chris, to Indianapolis for the Big Ten Championship game. This won't take long. <laughs> it won't <laughs> not at all of course so Michigan Iowa Iowa doesn't stand a chance against, against Michigan no we don't, we don't even have to make a pick on this ball game <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry Kurt Fair it's like you know the the line them up old school don't make many mistakes football team that, that you tried out each season won't be enough against uh, the Wolverines uh, in this game right now. Uh, Michigan is a 22 and a or a 22 point favorite, um, I should say, and over under is at 35 and a half. Um, you could say that Vegas should go higher on that line <laughs> by <They could. laughs> by the um, talent. Um, that, that, that we're seeing from both teams, of course, that, that talent difference. But, um, but yeah, Chris, what, what do you think about this game, of course? And um, what do you think the score is going to be at the end? So that's the, that's the more interesting part of this game. <laughs> what could the final score possibly be? Of course, you know, I feel like Michigan is going to dominate. The thing is, though, Michigan's in a position where they really don't need style points. They don't. So that that can ultimately be a factor to where they might not cover because they just simply need to win. So they might honestly end up winning the game like 24 to 3 or 24 to 7 or, you know, 27 to 7 game with. Iowa somehow, by some sort of miracle, gets a touchdown on the board. Um, that's that could be the case. Uh, part of me though thinks with Harbaugh making his return to being back on the sidelines, mm-hmm. I think this team will be very juiced up, and they go end up just sending a message to everyone. I mean, just they might end up just and just take it out on Iowa. So I think they do cover. I think this game gets ugly. I mean, I'm thinking 34-zip, 34-3. I think I think Michigan covers. Yeah, I, I think I think so too. And, and you know the thing about them, it's when you're watching a Michigan game, like it's it's never really flashy. It's just no, no. It's no. just I beat you. <laughs> that's what it, that's what it, it that's what it feels like. They're reiterating when they when they're when they're winning these games. It's like I, I beat you. What was the score? Oh, just twenty four to three. <laughs> yeah, but the whole game we just out physical. We were more physical. Yeah, we were tougher than you. We we grinded you down to the point where you didn't you had no fight left and you couldn't get in the, uh you couldn't get a stop on third down and we just had a 12 14 play drive just punching you in the mouth and we run the football and score a touchdown that's how they play that's how they take play. seven minutes off the clock and then and, and get a TD running the ball 15 times 
yeah, it, it is is very methodical, very boring as what some college football fans may look at, and hey, it works. It works. <laughs> like what, what? What can you say? It works. <laughs> uh, look, I look. I ain't, I ain't too mad at it. Uh, you know, hey, you, you do what you need to do to win win your football games at the end of the day, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But, yeah. I, I agree with I will, you. I will say this real quick. If yeah. by any means Iowa wants to have a chance in this game, they will have to capitalize on every single mistake Michigan makes. Literally, Corey, every mistake, whether Michigan jumped off sides, boom, hit them for a deep a deep pass. If they get past interference, you need to get that 15 yards and you need to keep the drive rolling and get out the first down and get a touchdown off it. If they get a pass interference on third down, any dumb mistake Michigan makes, J.J. McCarthy throws a bad pass, you have to pick it off. This is that kind of game. You, any anything that's gift wrapped for you, you have to take the gift. You have to you have to make the play. You have to. Yeah, I, I'm. <laughs> I would script it like that if I'm Kurt Ferentz. Or like, look, any penalties, <laughs> anything <laughs> like that, pass interferences, anything like that. I am, I'm literally drawing up one on ones to just throw to my best receivers down the field. Like, why not? You know. It, yes, we've been getting like steamrolled for years in this game. Mm-hmm. It, it's time to, you know, do turn some, the do favor. Some, do some, some some end arounds, some reverse, some you know, running back pass. I mean, whatever NCAA fourteen plays you can you can find. <laughs> oh, I know a couple of them. <laughs> Whatever plays you can find that are are unconventional, but you know it's it's time to go deep in the in the book. Yeah. It's time to go there. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. Hit hit the jet sweeps. Hit a couple of screens. Like, look, do what you got to do. You know. I mean, if you got to run, if you got to run Wild Hawk, you know, I don't know if it's called Wild Hawk or if they, they you know. <laughs> Iowa's version of Wildcat. <laughs> Whatever you got to do, do it. Just like do it. pull out all the packages. <laughs> I, I wouldn't blame him. One bit. Ain't no blame. I, that's what we will be doing. If I'm the coach, <laughs> we ain't got no chance to win this game. Exactly. We're supposed to be in it. <laughs> do you see that Vegas line? Like, like no, <laughs> we we are doing this. We gonna we gonna do whatever it takes. We are gonna try it all. If it doesn't work, oh well. With the other play, we was gonna choose wasn't gonna work either. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Look, you gotta approach it with a with a more serious serious um demeanor. You, you know, you gotta you gotta really come out with all the stops, of course. So you know, you, you can't blink. Can't blink. It can't blink at all. Blink at all. The first play of the game would be a flea flicker. Why not? <laughs> I don't know how many times I was past the football for their first play of the game. On the first play from scrimmage, I doubt it's been fewer than than the running plays. Hmm. That would catch everybody by surprise if you just come out first play of the game with a flea flicker. I know. That's the that's the kind of mentality you need to come in this ball game with. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. So yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting, uh, of course, uh, or lack thereof, I, I should say. <laughs> overall, I would I would but love for it. To, uh, I wouldn't mind to be interesting. Make it a game. Yeah, make it a game. That's that's all we ask. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, that's all we ask. Just just make it interesting. You know, a little chaos before we, we get those final rankings on on Sunday won't hurt. I promise you they won't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. But, but, yeah, anything else you want to um, add to this game, Chris, before we move on to the last one of the day? No, sir. All right. 
Um, last game of the day, folks, uh, we have the Louisville Cardinals and the Florida State Seminoles in the ACC championship game. Um, this game is going to be an interesting one, um, I'd say, for Florida State's case, just because um, we talked about style points um, pretty much all show, Chris. Mm-hmm. This is going to be definitely one of those games where um, you need the style points to even stay alive in that, that CFP um, Final Four discussion. So, uh, right now, um, Vegas has Florida State as a one-and-a-half-point favorite, and the the over-under is at 47-and-a-half. So, um, right now, they're just looking at the whole Rotomaker um, situation, of course. I'm filling in for Jordan Travis, and, and mm-hmm. you know, Florida State just they're just gonna have to suck it up, let it fly, and see if they can um, knock out the Cardinals on Saturday night. But um, what what do you think about this game? Uh, I think it'll be it's an interesting game because we're going to normally at this point of the season, we know who a team is and just how good they are. We don't know about this Florida state team simply because they lost their Superman. Yeah. their starting quarterback. This is a completely different team without Jordan Travis. Mm-hmm. These guys are still trying to find their way. Like what's going to be our best way, uh, the, the our best option offensively to move the ball and what our identity is going to be now. So to have to do that on the fly against Louisville in the conference championship game, granted Louisville wasn't anticipated to be at this point, Mm -hmm. but they are a very good team, a very well coached team by Jeff Brom. And a team that's coming off a loss. So I expect them, like most teams coming off losses, to be very dialed in and hungry to redeem themselves, especially the way they lost to Kentucky. I think I think the, the cards are they gonna be locked in. They they want this trophy. This will be the first time in school history, too, I believe, that they won a ACC. Football conference championship. Hey, like that'd be that'd be huge. <laughs> this 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 is a huge game for the program, and I just I think they have more. I think they they know who they are. They they know their identity. I trust this Cardinals team more than I trust Florida State at the moment. Just not knowing what to expect from their backup quarterback in this game. And Jack Plummer has been a very solid transfer quarterback and has filled the role well for Louisville. I think he has a good game. I think the cards bounce back. And I feel comfortable taking Louisville with the money line. No points needed. Just take Louisville to win. That's a, that's a def, that's definitely an interesting one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that that is a Bolton's bets line <laughs> if I ever heard one. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, sir. We're gonna get we got a couple more, but Corey figured it out. That is one of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, look, I, I I agree with you. Um, look, if you're ever gonna catch Florida State slipping, now should be the time. You don't they don't have the Superman like you said. You know, Rotomaker isn't a world beater out there by any stretch of the imagination. Like we all saw that Florida game last week, very mm-hmm. underwhelming. Um, I'd say so. Um, for for Louisville, everything is there for them um, to succeed. And yeah, I definitely think that they have 
um, a big opportunity um, at hand to, you know, make a shocking upset against Florida State. Uh, against Florida State. So, um, so yeah, we will see. We will. See. We will. It also is. I think we should mention. Because we are, we should, we have to present the cases for both teams. Mm-hmm. There is a world where this moment is too big for Louisville. This is uncharted territory for the Cardinals and their football program and these guys. Mm-hmm. You're playing in the ACC championship game. Florida State is a perennial college football program, power and brand. This is what you are expected to be doing in the game you expect to play in when you choose to go to play college football at Florida State. So that first, I think the first quarter will be very interesting to watch because we're going to learn just how big this moment is maybe for Louisville. Mm-hmm. And if Florida State wins the point advantage in the first quarter, I think that has the potential of going a long way in setting the tone of what kind of football game we'll be watching. So I think this one, this the first quarter in this ball game, maybe more than any of, of, of the others, will be very telling towards the tide of how this game will play out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it will be. Um for for both teams, of course, um, but but yeah, um, no, I definitely get what you're saying. Um, you know, everything is in front of Florida State to still um, seal the deal, win win the ACC this year. But mm-hmm. they cannot have a have a game like they had last week. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. They they just can't. Um, they they're gonna have a. They're gonna have a lot on their hand when they take on this Louisville team. So um, it's it's only a matter of time that you know we'll we'll, we'll see um, what happens on mm-hmm. Saturday and um, see how they perform. Of course, see if if Tate Rotomaker is the guy to actually lead them to a. Um, CFP championship and just and two ACC championship as well, and, um, and, and yeah, it, like that's that's pretty much what I'm looking at. Like, like can he right. can he do it? Can he perform at a higher level? Because uh, they're going to need him because they have no other option. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, mm-hmm. we will. We would definitely see, but um, but yeah, anything else, partner, um, that you want to talk about with this game before we get to Bolton's bets? No, sir, no, sir, nothing else. I'm ready to get get to it. All right, all right, folks. Well, you know what it is, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen. We are here, um, another week, and we are here to give you Bolton's bets. You know what it is. Chris and I discussed some of the, you know, sleeper games and some of the top games um, this weekend. Chris is here to give you his thoughts, his betting, betting odds, um, expertise, I should say, um, <laughs> for the week. So, what, what do you have for this week? For us this week, Chris. Keeping to keep it as simple. Three teams. My first one's a Friday night game. Mm-hmm. I got Oregon covering against Washington. The Oregon has done has been very well to us this season. Yeah. Yes, they have. <laughs> <laughs> this is a team that, that knows how to cover. And I think with revenge on their mind and style points as well, they're needing to make a statement victory mm-hmm. over Washington. I think this game gets ugly. So take Oregon to cover against Washington. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, similar story. Texas. Facing an opponent that I think will be overwhelmed by Texas. Um, Kansas State was similar to Oklahoma State in the fact that they are a team. They were a team that you know came into that ball game really looking at 
Rico being known for their rushing attack. Mm-hmm. And they pivoted and had great success in, against their uh, Texas secondary. Well, this is the Texas team that's had a few weeks since then to kind of bounce back and I think tune, fine-tune some things defensively, some more reps for some of those defensive backs because Texas does play like a young DB out there on the outside who got an uh, interception in that Texas Tech game. You know, that was a big play for him. You know, he got burnt. Yeah. That D-line forced the underthrow, and he took advantage and got the interception. But I think Oklahoma State has one receiver who can make really big plays on the outside, and they have a, a nice tight end. I think Texas has what it takes defensively to kind of make life tough for those two guys. And I know this D-line will be very tough against Ollie Gordon. I think Texas covers. I think they they they, they are finding their stride. This team, I anticipate them playing four quarters of football because they need to. They also need to make a statement. So give me Texas to cover over Oklahoma State. Nice. And last but not least, <laughs> going with Corey's boys. I think Louisville bounces back. I think first off, the loss to Kentucky was tough, but that I think that's only going to help his team lock in for this Florida State game. And Florida State is low-key reeling. Florida didn't have what it took to finish off FSU. Florida was ahead 12-0. I think if Louisville gets that kind of a jump start against the the Seminoles, I anticipate Louisville winning that ball game. I think they are built to finish the game in a way that Florida isn't. And I think this team, I think they have what it takes to seize the opportunity to make school history. So, give me Louisville against Florida State and their backup quarterback. Nothing against uh, Florida State. This just isn't the same team we've seen throughout this season, at this point of the season. Give me the cards to win. Money line. Nice. Those are the three plays. I think think Louisville can do it. I, I think this team has been really, you know, turning the ties and proving all of the doubters wrong all season long. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what Jack Plummer does. Um, but I think what an amazing run he's had, of, of course, um, mm-hmm. in being the, the Louisville Cardinals quarterback this year. I mean, he, he, he was a, a transfer portal guy himself at one point, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was. So he was. So yeah, it just a remarkable team, of course. And yeah, I, I'm definitely with you on that one. All right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, everyone, that was another edition of Bolton's Bets, of course, where we break down some of the games, some of the top games that you mm-hmm. know you may be wanting to kind of you know, you know. Place, Put a little chichi on. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, place your money on, of course. But um, but yeah, yeah. We definitely appreciate it, Chris. On another week of Bolton's bets. Um, but yeah, yeah. That's pretty much it for us guys. Um, we always appreciate you guys listening in on the show. Um, before we head out, Chris, let the good folks know where they can find you on social media. Holla at your boy on on X at Chris underscore Bolton 12 and on Instagram at Chris dot Bolton underscore. Get at me. Awesome. Awesome. And you can um, follow me on X um, at listen to KSW. I'm on there talking um, college football. Uh, we're at the season now of college basketball. So very excited about that. Um, professional wrestling. CM Punk is back. I'm going to keep talking about that. As much as I can before somebody else in professional wrestling ruins it for me. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, yeah, just follow me on there, guys. And um, yeah, um, hope to speak to you 
um, whenever you want to um, chat about anything, of course, in popular culture today. So, um, yeah, that that's it for us, guys. Like, like we said, uh, we appreciate y'all listening in on the show. And, um, yeah, this is Championship Week. Championship Weekend. Yep. So we, we got all of the championship games, of course. And, uh, and then on Sunday, um, we'll have the um, final, well, I shouldn't say final CFP rankings, but um, the, uh, f- uh, the final standings. four. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. the final four rankings um, that we'll have heading into bowl season. And then we'll also know uh, where a lot of these bowl games um, Oh, yeah. That'll be fun too. Yeah. Yes, sir. That's always fun. Always fun. But um, but yeah, we will definitely fill y'all in on the highlights and just our thoughts about the week that was championship week on Monday. And um, yeah, we hope to hear from y'all again. So until next time, y'all take care, and we will see y'all next week. Peace. Peace.